0: 203 I want to turn to a happier subject, uh, a subject that I think all of us who communicate in the world communicate with love and peace about, and that is, of course, the subject of music, in which we can all divert our brains to something far more wonderful and far more positive and peaceful. And we have a true Beatles expert within our listening audience who has been on our show before, Charles Rosanay, has written books about the Beatles songs and the Beatles themselves and he's interviewed countless people about their love for the Beatles and he's been on television because he is a is a recognized expert on the Beatles. Charles Rosena, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler show.
3: Wow, what a what a 180 you had to do on that one. I had to do a
0: 180, but that's life, isn't it, Charles? That's life. You mm-hmm. got to do the 180. Mm-hmm. So, Charles, you must have been so thrilled when you heard about this brand new old song now and then. That came out. Can you tell us, can you explain to us, how did this come about to begin with?
3: Well, first, I was, I was apprehensive. I wasn't thrilled in the beginning because I knew the song. I knew the demo of it. And I thought, all right, you know, it's just one of these studio type of things that John Lennon did at home on a cassette. And, you know, it wasn't really worked through and sort of just put aside uh, on a shelf. Yoko gave it to uh, George, Paul, and Ringo back in the mid-'90s when they were doing the anthology as one of three songs that were possibly going to be re-released, actually released by the guys as the Beatles. Um, And Free as a Bird came out, Real Love came out, and this one was put away because the quality was not good enough. There was hissing and buzzing. It was, you know, an old cassette. And it wasn't until... The Get Back film came out, and it wasn't until Peter Jackson really worked with the the guys and showed them that you can separate the audio, you can isolate vocals, you can enhance, and none of this is done through AI. This is all done through um, modern technology, and when it was shown to Paul and Ringo that this could be done so amazingly, so just the question was then, now, uh, would a John, would George have approved? Because he's the one who never put his stamp of approval on it. And actually, everyone was consulted, you know, George's family and his son. And everyone said, if it could be done this way, let's do it. And it was done so amazingly that... I, I encourage people if they haven't heard it yet. And it's well, we're going
0: to hear a little bit of it now together. So let's do yeah. that. We've got, and I'm not sure this is the greatest recording of it, but it's the one that we have. So let's play it. Go ahead, Justin. Let's play a little bit of Now and Then. Well, that's a little bit of now and then. We're with Charles Rosene. Charles, can you can? Am I crazy or is it a little bit muddy? It,
3: it, that sounds a little bit muddy. This is what I want everyone in the listening area to do. Okay. Don't play the song. Play the video. Watch oh. the song. Watch the song together with the video, and you will then fall in love with it. You might cry a little.
1: Oh. Um, it's
3: it's it's what's made the song. Um, beyond any song that's ever been released because of the amazing way they incorporated original Beatles footage with later Beatles footage. And it's just, uh, it, it gives me chills just talking about it. The video of that song has to be watched together with the song.
0: Very good. I haven't done that yet. I will do that. Thank you for telling me that, Charles. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then the now and then becomes even more poignant, right? That that's why you could cry, right? Even the title.
3: It does. It does. And, and if you do a little research, you'll find that Paul actually used those words um, when he wrote a song, "My Dear Friends," for Carl Perkins. And at, and at the end, you know, hopefully we'll see each other now and then, and it could relate to how he felt with John at the end, because even though their relationship was strained, they still loved each other. It was just like family night, but they always have you know, that, that bond, the musical bond and the family bond. So it was a lot of levels of amazing things with that.
0: Let me ask you something. By 1980, when John Lennon was killed, was it 1980?
3: Yeah, 1980.
0: And he was 40,
3: right? Correct. December right. Of 1980, yeah. Right.
0: He was born at 40, I was born at 60. He went with the decades. When he was mm. killed, what was his relationship like with the rest of the Beatles by that time?
3: Still friends and, and still recorded with um, you know Ringo more than anyone um, okay. George very strained and Paul um, they saw each other I mean they continued to get together and talk on the phone and write to each other you know if it was this generation it would have been texting and emails right like, of course you know, right so then it was you know mostly letters and the occasional phone call they made reparations you know it was years beyond when they were upset at each other for that's what I reason. wanted
0: to know. Yeah. And yeah. why did you yeah. say the relationship with George was strained? Was his relationship strained with all three of his ex beatle you know, his ex-Beatles?
3: Never with Ringo. No, everyone oh. was always friends with Ringo. Oh, okay. Um, Ringo was always the peacemaker. Ringo was always the one who would put out an album and they'd all be on it.
1: Um,
3: George was, you know, he felt uh, slighted, you know, only two two songs per album sometimes when the When the Beatles finally split, he put out a three album set. I mean, he had so much material, really so it was like like the you know the youngest kid in the family just rising to the top, so yeah but I mean not so much you know hatred, there was no hatred. it was just like huh, my you know my straps are off, I'm going to show you know the world what I can do, and he did
0: yeah, my sweet lord, he had a good run of it, George Harrison. he had some great hits
3: an amazing run and very prolific, you know, even up right until he passed, he was putting out material, whereas John, you know, took time off and then finally made his comeback just before before he passed with Double Fantasy.
0: Ah, Charles Rosanay, wow.
2: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Oh, the Beatles. The Beatles, the Beatles. It's
3: my, my favorite of all time. And I think that if what, what you also want to do, and this will be a, a real kick, Go on YouTube and look at people's reactions. There's these things called reaction videos, and it's the most unsuspecting people. You wouldn't think, oh, my God, they, they're listening to the Beatles, and they're listening to the new song, but watching the video mostly, and they're crying, and they're like, oh, my God. You know, there's, it's, it's got a lot of meaning, I think, to people you know, who have the, the years invested in the Beatles. You know, my, my, my kids love it, and they're in their teens, but I don't think they love it on the same level. As we would appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it must be like our parents' generation watching Sinatra at the Paramount or something, right?
3: Or or Martin and Lewis, or yeah, yeah. You can go on and on Yeah. Or you have the, an attachment.
0: Say, you have an attachment to the music of your youth because it is your youth. It is.
3: Yeah. Yes. It's the soundtrack of your life, but you it have is. to gravitate towards the music you grew up with more than any other music. And there's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah. But the thing about the Beatles, and I, I just. I I don't think that I'm wrong about this, is that objectively their music is going to last. Not everybody's music. Not everybody's music of of every generation does last. And you sort of see that like on Sirius uh, XM when they had the 60s music and the 70s and the 40s and the 50s. And I love to listen to it because I like to see what are the hits that made it? You know what I mean? What are the ones that time... That, you know, like we say, the classic American standard songbook, the ones that, you know, the ones that last. And I think a lot of the Beatles music lasts and will
3: last. No doubt. And, you know, you listen to, you know, WICC on weekends and the Wow Oldies and you listen to Radio Station. Yeah. But there's probably a playlist of X amount of songs and the deeper songs that we may have loved and may have grown up with have disappeared, you know, from, from the narrative. And that's happened with every single generation. And that's happened with every single decade of music, but it hasn't happened with the Beatles music. Every single song is still, um, still pertinent and still, you know, known by so many.
0: I have uh, kids obviously because they're kids, they're much younger than I am. And, my son in law isn't american he 's Israeli, and so i, I there's there 's a lot of missing cultural gaps like he 's never heard of Alfred Hitchcock, for example, things that I always assume that people know about. He grew up in a country where you know he 's never heard of some of our American movie greats but oh, we said, were yeah. but we were sitting around the dining table last night and we were you know just chatting about a million things and we were talking about china and russia and all of a sudden he breaks into back in the ussr he just breaks into song and we all start laughing and it's a Beatles song it's a Beatles song
3: yeah it's so funny because we always have the discussion is if you mention any um pop culture iconic person celeb whatever from history would the rest of the world know it and for a while i think muhammad ali was that person and i think you know the beatles maybe, maybe also might be that figure also. Um, but, you know, I, who knows? I'd like to think so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you you love their music and you've become uh, such an expert on their music. And now you're the encyclopedia that other people, Charles Rosen, they go to when they want to remember facts and trivia and importance of the Beatles. That must make you feel good.
3: Well, it's really great is I'm doing a lot of libraries where I'll go like today at 5.30, I'll be at Edith Wheeler Memorial Library in Monroe. And we'll talk Beatles. I'll show a rare video that no one's seen. Um, We'll ask people what their favorite Beatles songs are. And then we'll talk about the new release, which is just fortuitous that it's come out while I'm still doing these library appearances because it adds a whole other dimension to my presentation. Um, And I've been loving that because, you know, after how many decades of being a Beatles fan, producing conventions and tours and doing all the things I do... I mean, now I'm an author, so it all it's, a, it's another level of, of feeling great about my Beatle, uh, whatever it is. I don't, I don't call myself an expert. No one's an expert in anything, but I'm certainly knowledgeable. Certainly I'm, uh, you know, this super fan.
0: And I know that you've been asked this a million times, and it's impossible for you to answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Today, yeah. just today, today, if you woke yeah. up in the morning today, what's, what's the Beatles song that you want to hear today? What's your favorite song of the day? Today of the Beatles,
3: that's not not fair because it's now and then I want to hear that over <laughs> okay. and over. Okay. But if we if we take that out of the out of the you know scenario, it would be um, believe it or not, while my guitar gently weeps by George Harrison because that was one of the songs that was always uh, I'd skip that one on the White Album. I'd skip you know a handful of songs. And through the years, I've grown to love that more and more. So that's the one that I would put on the, on the, on the record player today if I still had a record player. You don't have a record player, Charles? Uh, I have my DJ CD system, and I have my phone where I listen to music, and the record player is probably uh, in, uh, under the covers with uh, the 8-track and the cassette.
0: So we put a record player in the – We. it's so funny. So I, I, I don't – all my kids were here with us this weekend. And one of my mm. kids' significant other, Katrina, decided that she wanted to go to Goodwill. She always finds good things in Goodwill. She came back yeah. with three albums. She came back with Barbara Streisand's Greatest Hits Part Two. And you know, Streisand's coming out, I think it's today or next week, with a 987 page memoir, which of course I can't yeah. wait to read. But seriously, I have to lift it first. Yeah, I, I want to get her show. on my show for sure. For sure. Let's get Babs. <laughs> and, um, And then uh, Camelot, the original one with Julie Andrews, Richard Burton, and Robert Goulet. And then a 40s thing. So that's like all my favorite music, the 40s, everything. And we put it on Mm -hmm. a record player because I have one. I have my vinyl. I have my uh, old-fashioned record player with the needle. And we played records in the kitchen. And my kids, I actually taught Joanna. I'm not kidding how to use a record player she didn't know how to use it she didn't know about the needle and how you have to be so delicate with the needle and gently lift it up into the side and turn over the album she had never seen this before in her whole life she'd never yeah. seen a record player never so i i taught right her how to use a record player and they're listening in the kitchen and the kids said you know it sounds a lot better mom i'm like yeah i know That's
3: it's the whole experience it's, it you know, it's the putting the needle on. It's the, there's a smell to it. You know, there was nothing like coming home with a new album and and sliding it open, getting the you know that tear in your in your finger from opening it up. <laughs> and then and then my gosh, if there were lyrics inside, that's You right. would spend a day or two Hours. hearing a song with the words. That's there was right. Nothing. Nothing
0: like that, The LP notes and the liner is dreaming, just dreaming, right? Just dreaming and listening, dreaming and listening for 15 minutes at a time. Then you had to turn it over.
3: (laughs) And that was okay. And that was was, okay. I think I had a deputy dog... Of uh, Victrola, and the, and I was I would play South Pacific, um, uh, uh, Man of La Mancha, Fiddler on the Roof, mm. my Beatles records, my Monkeys records, and yeah. the Chipmunks King the Beatle. That was oh. uh, that was in my top ten list also.
0: <laughs> I love it. I think we grew up the same way. Charles Rosenay, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for your tips. So we want to watch the video of Now and Then to really yeah. appreciate this new release.
3: Perfect. Yes. Go and callers should call and tell you what they think if they do that. Okay, <laughs>
0: we'll do. Charles Rosenay on the Lisa Wexer show. Thanks so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you, Lisa. Bye-bye.
0: We'll be right back.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.
2: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.